Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. I've said this before, uh, but it bears repetition. Uh, Years and years and years ago, um, not too long ago, when I was in high school, which is a few years ago. (laughs) The Lord spoke to me. He says, when you minister, do two things. Have the people, either you pray or have the people to pray the Ephesians 1, 15 through 22 prayer and have them minister to me before you minister the word. If you do those two things, Consistently, they'll get more out of the sermon than they would have if you didn't do it. And so that's what we, why we do what we do. I have um, not been completely faithful to the second part. I, I've prayed the prayer, the Ephesians 1 prayer, or have you prayed, but I have not had you minister to the Lord more. And so we're going to do that a little bit more in the days to come. Um, every time I minister is... We, we, I think we got the Ephesians 1 prayer down. <laughs> we prayed that re- religiously, and now we need to minister to the Lord, and I believe you'll get more out of it. Amen. So we've been talking about, we've been in this series um, for quite some time, and we've been talking about what? <laughs> Following the Holy Spirit. And what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the name that I gave it? The leadership of the Holy Spirit, (laughs) okay, which is the same thing, but I gave the name. Okay, so today we're going to talk about, um, this is actually not the title. (laughs) Um, The title is really, um, this was supposed to be last week, Following the Holy Spirit Within, Um, but it it all goes hand in hand. This week's title actually should be Living from the Inside Out. (laughs) And so we, we don't know if the text got to whoever it was supposed to get to in time. It did actually got there Sunday night or Monday night, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> living from the inside out. Everybody say living from the inside out. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's go to our, our golden text. <laughs> let's Amen. Y'all give it up for Minister Allen. That, that, Minister Allen is consistent. <laughs> He's consistent. Um, so let's go to <laughs> Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. When you got to say amen. amen. And y'all got your smartphones and I got the old traditional Bibles. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 12 through 17. Here we go. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you, li- if you by the Spirit, if, if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. What is that called? Y'all, y'all learned a new word last week. What is that called? Putting to death by the Spirit the deeds of the body. What is that called? What did we call it last week? Mortification. Mortification. That is an old term that 
Um, the Puritans used, I learned that from Pastor Dave Robinson, my former pastor in Oklahoma, putting to death the deeds of the body, all right? Mortification by the spirit, though. Verse 15, for, if you, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage or slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, what? Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 20, 27. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. 20, Proverbs 20, 27. Here we go. It says, the spirit of man is what? The lamp, of the, the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. And so we said from that scripture that the way that the Lord is going to lead us is by our spirit. The devil leads us through our flesh, but God leads us through our spirit. Amen. And so you are a spirit being and you have a soul, you live in a body. And we talked about last week, I mean, from Romans 8, we said the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. So what is a witness? When you think about a witness, what do you think about? You think about someone who have, have seen or heard something, right? And they testify. And the Holy Spirit <laughs> saw and, and, and was involved in your new birth. So he witnesses, he witnessed you getting born again, you making Jesus the Lord of your life. And so he bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. Likewise, the Holy Spirit leads us through what we call the inner witness. The number one way outside of the scriptures that God leads us is through the inner witness. We're to be led from the inside out. Many Christians are led by the outside in. So they, they say, well, if this is, if God, if you want me to have this job, let them offer me the job. How many of y'all prayed this? Prayed something similar. Lord, if you want me to go on this vacation, let, let the money come. Lord, if you want me to marry this person, let them say all the right stuff and do all the right things. How many know that is a dangerous way to be led? We're not to be led from external circumstances. Do not put, do not try to put a fleece out and asking, ask, asking God, Lord, if you want me to do something, let somebody confirm it. Let somebody prophesy to me. That's dangerous. The reason why it's dangerous is because Satan is, according to the scripture, the God, let's go over there, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I think I do sometimes a disservice to you when you don't see the scriptures for yourself. And I just quote it. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and let's look at verse 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, it says, and if, even if our gospel is veiled, King James says hidden, it is hidden or veiled to those who are perishing. So the gospel is hidden or veiled or closed out 
are people are blinded and they, they don't they're not able to see hear the gospel. Verse four, in their case, the God little G of this world has what blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. All right, let's stop there because I, I can stay all day there. And so the God of this world is not our God. Satan is the God of this world. Adam, listen to me carefully, Adam in one sense of the word, one sense of the meaning, was the God of this world. Got quiet. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me explain to you. He was the vice regent, agent. Uh, he, he, he ruled and, and was supposed to reign even as God reigned in heaven. And he transferred his authority, Adam did, to Satan, and Satan became the God of this world. All right, so the people say, oh, I don't know about this. But, but in one sense, Adam was the Lord of this world. He was the ruler. Jesus is called the king of what? Kings and the Lord of? I learned that when I was, uh, um, I was in high school. It, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. I'm a lord. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm a king, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it kind of transformed my, my mind a little bit. And so God made Jesus king of kings, who are the kings? We are. The Bible says in Revelations, we are kings and priests mm -hmm. unto the Lord. Um, and he made us Lord. He, he is Lord of lords. So we, in one sense, we are rulers. We, we have authority. Adam had the authority that God gave him over the earth. He was supposed to rule the earth as God ruled the heavens. Amen. He was supposed to represent God on the earth. And what happened was when Adam listened to the enemy through his wife, he transferred his authority to Satan. And Satan became the God, if we can say, or the ruler of this world. So the question always, you know, a lot of people ask, um, if God is so good, why, there's, why is there evil? Uh, why is there molestation? Why, there, why is there famine and violence? Because God is not the God of this world yet. The Bible says in Revelation, the kingdoms of this world, we become the kingdom of our God and his Christ. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So eventually, and what's the prayer that we pray? Thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, the kingdom is not in full manifestation yet. But it's, we're going there. It's not there yet. It's, it has come and it spiritually has been set up, but physically it has not. Eventually, the God that we serve, the triune God, will be the ruler of this world. And there will be peace. And then you got the lion and the lamb hanging out together. <laughs> <laughs> the lion is not trying to kill the lamb. <laughs> and the lamb is not afraid of the lion. Okay, that's going to happen. So, but in the meantime, Satan is the god of this world. He is ruling the world. 
If God was the God of the world, then there will be, everyone will be saved. Everyone will be doing the will of God. But how many know that that's not the case? Okay, we're going to talk about our next, next series will be deliver us from evil. And we're going to deal with the devil. We're going to talk about demonology. We're going to talk about demon possession and oppression. And we're going to talk about where did Satan come from, the origin of Satan. And we're going to talk about demons and evil spirits and how they can influence even believers. So we're going to deal with that probably next month. It's the next series. So when we finish this series, we're going to go right into it. And the theme of that series or the name of that series is Deliver Us from Evil. And we're going to talk about some things and we're going to unmask Satan. Some believers don't believe that Satan exists or some believers don't believe that he has a, a power or authority. But we as believers, we have authority over. So I'm not going to get into that. But Satan is the God of this world. Okay, so we're talking about being led by the spirit and leading from the inside out or living from the inside out. The reason why it's dangerous to pray, Lord, if this is your will, let a blue bird go fly by. Because Satan is the God of this world, he will cause a blue bird to go by. And now you're being led by Satan. Satan leads by external circumstances. Well, God, if you love me, then you will remove this trial. Have you ever prayed that? Or have you heard somebody pray that? So we need to be careful about praying for, for God to, the, basing God's love on external blessings, um, um, basing God's will based on external circumstances. God, if this is you, um, let so-and-so call me. Uh, if it's you, let a, let, let, let a red car go by three times. God, if it's you, let it rain. How many pray something similar to that? That's called a fleece. And Gideon prayed something like that, but Gideon wasn't born again. He was saved, but he wasn't born again. The only way we could be born again is if Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected from the dead. That's when salvation and being reborn was, took place. So Gideon was not born again, so therefore he had to depend on something external for the leading of the Lord. Are y'all with me? As new believers, New Testament believers, we're not to pray, for, we're not to fleece the Lord. Well, you, you might say, well, I did that and it worked. <laughs> okay, well, how many know that God has mercy? Just because it worked a couple times <laughs> doesn't mean that you should stay there. Lord, if it's you, let such and such happen. Lord, if it's you, um, open up doors. I've said this before. God will lead you to close doors because he wants you to use your faith to open doors, open that. And God will lead you away from open doors. You're not to be led. Many Christians are led by money. If it, Lord, this job is good. Let me take this job. And, and, and hear my heart. I'm not talking about anybody specifically in our church. But it takes you away from Sunday on church, Sunday morning. Be careful of that, right? Um, um, or it, it, it demands so much time that it takes you away from your family. That's not the will of God, right? It's not the will of God for you to be, off, so, you're working so hard 
That your family, you're, you're never there for your family. Or you're never around the people of God. Or you don't have time. So you're not to be led by money. God will lead you. Now, do not do this because I'm saying this. Do this because the Lord is leading you. The Lord may lead you to take a job that's paying less. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Lord will lead you sometimes. He may, he, I should say, he may lead you to take a job that's paying less. Of course, everybody knows that he will lead you to take a job that's paying more. <laughs> everybody like, that's, that's the will. <laughs> that is the will. That's God's design. But how many know that it's better to obey God? Yes. To have little than to be out of the will of God to have a lot. I'm not telling you to quit your job to get a smaller job. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm not doing that, right? And you be at the church, hey, Pastor, we need your help. <laughs> you remember that sermon you preached about, the Lord led me to quit my job, and I took this other job, and I'm making half of what I was making. Um, now, you were not led. You were, you, you were misguided, right? But I'm saying that God will lead you at times. I, I left the job making decent money to make less money, and as a result of that, God connected me with three, four people that I'm still connected with. And one of them is Pastor Brad. That's my, one of my best friends. I mean, that's, he is the white version of me. <laughs> we, 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 I mean, we have, I mean, we've traveled locally together, not internationally yet. And, and I'm telling you, I thank God for leading me because I came in contact with him and along with a couple of other people that I'm in relationship with. Well, one of them I'm still in relationship with, the other one is home with the Lord. And it's because of that job. And then that job did so much more for me than the other job that I was making. And then he let me away from that job to make more money. <laughs> so I was only there for a season. All right. So um, God will lead you away from an open door and he'll lead you to a closed door. So you're not to be led by open doors or closed doors. Amen. Come on. That's good stuff. All right. Um, let's, let's, let's continue. And according to my time, I have nine minutes. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll see. We'll listen to that. Uh, um, the children of God, God, the Holy Spirit, wants to lead us every day. He wants to lead us every day. Cleveland's getting happy. He's smiling ear to ear. Oh, man, Pete, he's going to let us out in nine minutes. Ooh, I'm going to go get your chance to go to the buffet before the Baptist get there. All right. Um, um, the Holy Spirit wants to lead us every single day. The children of God can, be, can expect to be led by the Spirit every single day. God wants to lead you every single day. Now, learning how to be led by the Spirit takes time. Everybody say it takes time. There's a process, right? It's not overnight. You're not going to be led overnight. You're not going to recognize the leading overnight. But as, you are, as you're faithful with the little leadings, if I can say little leading, no leading of the Lord is little, but little things such as, you know, which direction to go. Um, you know, sometimes God will lead you to go a different direction home than you normally go. Why? Because there might be an accident there might be traffic. How many know God is concerned about your time? He'll lead you to the best route, to the best to get to your destination. Sometimes he'll lead you the long way. Sometimes he'll lead you to, to not be in a rush, to just st stop and sit and wait. Then get in a the car and go. 
because he knows that if you go now and because you're anxious, you may get in an accident. So, so learning how to follow that. He'll lead you what to eat. He knows what you like. The Bible says that he'll satisfy our mouths with good things. King James says that. ESV says he'll satisfy us with good. Um, so God will satisfy us with good things or good food. And so he'll lead, he knows what you like, and he'll lead you what to eat. You know how sometimes you, won't, you have something in your mind and you want to get that, and you order that from a fast food restaurant or a restaurant, and it's the worst? How many know God, God is concerned about that? He'll lead you, says, you know, you, he wants to satisfy you. He wants you to say, mm, God is good. This food was good. And, and I'm telling you, he'll lead you at the right time. Amen. Amen. Little things and big things, what we consider little things. He'll lead you to the, to the closest parking lot. He'll lead you to the, the parking lot, parking space that's far. Why? Because to get your exercise in. Come on, man. Yeah. And so God leads you to the sales. He'll lead you to, to, to buy now or to wait. And so learning how to be led by the Spirit, and not only in spiritual things, but in everyday life. God wants to lead you and guide you. He'll lead you how to deal with your kids. He'll lead you how to deal with your spouse. He'll lead you how to deal with your body. He knows the best um, to get in the max of energy in your life, how to get the best sleep. Come on. I'm preaching to myself. He, he, he'll lead you. I'm telling you, he'll, he'll lead unbelievers. Mm, come on now. He'll lead unbelievers. Last night, I worked over, I worked from um, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this is how good God is. So I got a friend on the job who's a Muslim. Um, she's much younger than me. Um, she called me her best friend on the job, which I don't even know how that even happened. But anyway, she, um, she came up to me. She's a Muslim. And, um, and one time somebody was asking me, I think I shared this, it's like, isn't, it, isn't Allah and the God of Christianity the same? I said, no. And she's like, what do you mean, Dwayne? You don't mean, what, what do you mean by that? I'm like, it's not. Well, triune God, you don't have triune God. You got, you know, your God. Um, Jesus and Muhammad, it's two different people. Jesus is God and man. Muhammad is man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Allah is your God. Jehovah is mine. <laughs> Triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God and three persons. All right. It's two to totally different. Anyway, so she comes up to me. She saw that we, we got drafted this weekend. So last weekend I got drafted, and we believe I received it, and I got off it. So when I found out I got drafted, I was like, oh, I'm going to use that prayer again. And so <laughs> I, I, I was like, no, nah, maybe, you know, I'll just go with the flow. I didn't have it in my heart to use that prayer. And so what happened was she said, all right, Dwayne, I need you to do your thing. Uh, she grabbed my hand. No lie. No lie. She, she Muslim. She grabbed my hand. Father God, we just come to you. No, she didn't say Father. She said, God, we're just asking you to, to make a way to, to get us out of this weekend. And she said, now, Dwayne, you say your part. I said, in Jesus' name. She said, in Jesus' name. No lie. That happened. I was like, yo. I said, God, I said, God please. Uh, do, do it for her. Do it for her, God. Um, show her that my God is real. Show her that my God. I did. I did pray that. <laughs> she did a Muslim. I was like, yo, this is really deep. Like, and then it happened. And then, but, you know, but I was like, okay, God. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so we were at work last night. 
And the, the young man that I, I met a, a while back, he, he's a seasonal worker, and he was working last night, and he decided we have to dump um, um, bad cans, right? And so when you dump them, I'm, I'm forklift. I do drive the forklift. <laughs> Can you believe that? Me driving the forklift, praying in tongues. <laughs> no weapon. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for protecting me. <laughs> I'll be like, Lord. All right, so we have to dump um, empty cans. And so I, sometimes, I, well, in this dumpster, I have to lift it all the way up. And it's really dangerous. And you have to watch it. And that thing can fall on you. So I, every time I go, I'm like pleading the blood. I'm praying in tongues. I said, thank you for angels watching over me. Um, and, and so um, I get out, and I did say, honey, here's the life insurance policy. <laughs> I did say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I said, so I go up to the stairs, and I have to dump it. So I dump it, right? And um, so this guy, he, what he did in the forklift, the whole entire thing fell over in the dumpster. So, bless his darling heart and stupid head, he decided to get down in the dumpster to push it up because he got scared he was going to get fired. Very dangerous. The Lord led this unsaved man that no one likes except for me because he got favor with, I got favor with him. He's a, his manager, he's, he's, he's rough. Led him to follow the guy, and when he saw the guy do that, he got down and got the guy out and escorted him right outside, but he saved his life. The guy was this close to death. That thing would have shredded him into spaghetti. No lie. And the Lord led this unsaved man who is influenced by demons, racism, sexism, lust, <laughs> heard, some heard some horrible stories, and led him to follow the guy to save the guy's life. If he would have stayed in there one moment more, that thing would have automatically started shredding him. And the Lord led this unsaved person to rescue somebody. How many know God is good? God is good. God will lead unsaved people. And this is why when children are missing, you should pray for the Lord to lead officers, Lord to lead FBI agents. Don't pray for them. The Holy Spirit will lead them. Save and unsave alike. The, the, bless, the, the, rain, the, um, the It rains on the just and the unjust, right? And so God will bless the just and the unjust as much as possible. And so you can pray for the leading. Whenever there's a crime and they're trying to do investigation, sometimes I pray for the spirit of truth. That Holy Spirit, you lead the officers and to find this person who's doing harm, who's selling drugs, or who's destroying people. Lead them right to it. That's how you pray. So God will lead officers. Come on. God will lead the, young, the police officer. Um, former police officer last week, he said God led him when he would go on and, 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 and have to arrest somebody or, or give them a ticket. My time is up. Uh, give them a ticket or something. He, God will lead them. God is interesting in leading people. Amen. 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 Um, so let me go here. I, I got caught up in that. But how many know that that's wonderful that God led that, that guy last night? I mean, this, he saved his life. 
He lost his job, but it saved his life. Glory to God. Amen. He has a three-year-old daughter. It's better to, you can get another job, but not another life. And God, in his mercy, that was stupid for him to get in that. And thank God for that manager being sensitive enough to, from, from God. I'm not saying that he was praying. By no means he was praying. But God led him. He so happened to be following the guy. And that area is, is no one's back there. He would have been back there for a while before the next person came. But thank God. Thank God. Amen. Let's thank God for that. It's just saving a young man's life. Someone's life was saved because the Lord led an unsaved person to him. Amen. Amen. So um, I just want to give you a few scriptures about how the Lord wants to lead us. We, we said that the Lord leads us through our spirit. And, and, and we, as you know, man is a three-part being. Uh, and it's, it's very important that we don't pray. We, we don't live from the outside in, but from the inside out. Even as the, the, the former um, title was following the Holy Spirit within, you want to follow the leading within you. You have the Holy Spirit. Say, I have the Holy Spirit. If you are born again, the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. And so you need to look to him, rely on him. If you start just every time, every, throughout the day, just look to him. Holy Spirit, I, I trust you. I thank you for ordering my steps. And Holy Spirit leads, will lead you out of sickness. He'll lead you to the, per, the right medicine. He'll le lead you to the right lotions. My cousin had a little mark, and she prayed for the Lord to heal her, and the Lord led her to a, a lotion that got rid of the mark. The Lord will lead you and guide you. He'll, he's interested in everything. I'm telling you, when you start, I believe, even as a little boy, I, when I was a kid, I believe if I could hear from God, I can get, I can get things accomplished. And having, using your authority as a believer, using faith, Operating in faith, faith and confession. How many know it takes the Holy Spirit leading you? The reason why it's not working for a lot of people is that they, they factor out the fact that God wants to lead them in their confessions. He wants to lead them in using their faith. It's not just a bunch of formulas, right? We don't just get up and say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the field, and I'll make these wonderful confessions, but the Lord will lead you in your confession. He'll lead you. That's what makes the difference. The difference is the leading of the Lord. It's not just operating in formulas. Your, your, your personal devotional time, he'll lead you to scriptures, lead you to study, lead you how to pray. How many know, want, know that the Lord wants to lead you when, when you're praying? He, it's called spirit-led prayers. You sit there and you, and you haven't thought about a person in years, and all of a sudden you, that person runs across your mind. Well, what, what should you do? You should pray for them. Lord, I just lift up so-and-so. I lift up Joe. God, I just pray, Father, protect Joe. And then the Lord will lead you in that prayer for Joe. Are you with me? He wants to lead you in prayer. He wants to lead you in your Bible study. He, want, wants, you, he wants to lead you in your witnessing. When you witness to people, I'm telling you, you can go out and just hit everybody you see come by and not be effective. You know that, right? But God, if God leads you in your witnessing, you'll be effective. Amen. Smith Wigglesworth, the Lord a lot of times will lead him, and he would go to an area, and he would just sit, and someone would come and sit next to him, and he'll begin to witness. The Lord was leading him. God wants to lead us and guide us. 
Every single day, he'll lead you in your marriage. He'll lead you in your singleness. He'll lead you in your money. He'll lead you in your health. He'll lead you in wisdom. God wants to lead you in school, on your job. He'll help you to be the best worker there is at your job. He'll help you to be the best employer or the best employee of both. He'll lead you and guide you. He is not, God is not in the business of letting you fail. He has success on his mind. He has success in your future. He wants you to be successful. He, every area of your life, you should be successful. I don't know about that, PD. Uh, the Bible says um, God causes all things to triumph in Christ Jesus. All, I mean, always triumphing in Christ Jesus. He wants you to be, go from victory to victory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from glory to glory, from one victory to the next victory. He doesn't want you to stay. He doesn't want you to stay in defeat. He wants you to go into victory. Victory on your, over your flesh. He'll lead you away from temptation. Amen. Come on now. Y'all heard me talk about the strange woman. I'll be like, nope, 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 nope. And my boss, my supervisors know that I don't want to work with her. And so they create something to get me away from her. Favor. Amen. Favor. I'm telling you, God will lead you away from temptation. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm spiritual. I don't, I'm, I'm tempted. You don't live in this world then. We all have some temptation. Come on now. The devil pulls on those temptations. And I'm telling you, God will lead you away from temptation. He'll deliver you from the temptation. Amen. He'll give you the strength and the, the wisdom. Uh, it, what good is it for an alcoholic, right, to get a job at Budweiser? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it doesn't make sense, right? It, there's a temptation there. All right. The temptation is, oh, man, oh, I get free beer twice a month. Glory to God. God, love. God opened this door up. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'm telling you, God will, God will lead you and, and, and give you wisdom. Sometimes you have to go the long way around. Sometimes I remember a friend, she's like, I can't be on Facebook. Because when she's on Facebook, she's tempted to pretend like she's something that she's not. And she's connecting with these other guys and, and gets her in a lot of trouble. And I'm up here like, you need to be on social media. You need to be on social media. And she's like, no, I can't handle it. So don't push people when they can't handle something. Right? The Lord is leading them away from it. And you're up there saying, go, you need to, be, you need, you need to get with the times. <laughs> no, getting with the times may get them in trouble. Amen. So we, we need to be led by the, God wants to lead us and guide us every day. Let me, let me give you some scriptures dealing with the leadership of the Lord, all right? Let's go to Psalm 58, excuse me, Psalm 5, Psalm 5. I'm going to read it out of KJV, Psalm 5, Psalm 5, verse 8. Now, we talked about the five ways in which the inner witness is manifested, and we're, we're spo we were supposed to talk about the inner voice or the voice of your conscience. We'll deal with that. Hopefully next week. Psalm 5, verse 8. Psalm 5, verse 8. Let's go there real quick. Psalm 5, verse 8 simply says this. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of my enemies. Make thy, make thy way straight before my face. Lead me. How many know the Lord will lead you in righteousness? He'll lead you in the righteous path. He's interested in your, in your righteousness. You pursue righteousness. Let's go to Psalm 23. You should be familiar with that. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. This is a familiar scripture. Here we go. Um, I'm going to start with verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. God will lead you by still waters. He'll lead you in the place of peace. He's concerned about, he's concerned about the salvation of your spirit. He's concerned about peace in your mind. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have money. He wants you to have uh, victory. And here he says, he leads us besides the still water. And goes on, he says, he restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So here... There is a table prepared for us in the presence of our enemies. This is not talking about heaven because there are no enemies of God or enemies of ours in heaven. So there is a table on earth for us that God has prepared in the presence of our enemies. And on, I want to submit to you, and on this table, there's some joy, there's some peace, there's some wisdom, there's some victory, there's some, some righteousness. Come on. On this table, there's everything you need for life and godliness to make it in this life. He'll lead you to the, that table. He'll lead you to your wealthy place. When I talk about wealthy place, I'm talking much more than money. I'm talking about wealthiness of soul, wealthiness of spirit, wealthiness of mind, wealthiness of relationships. He'll lead you, into, he'll lead you away from the drama into the peace. Some of our relationships need to have peace. And he'll lead you in the midst of drama. When there's drama, he'll give you the wisdom. He'll give you the words to say. He'll lead you what not to say. He'll lead you to be quiet. He'll lead you to speak up. That's good news. Amen. Almost finished. Let's go to a few more. Um, let's go to Psalm 25. Psalm 25. Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. Show me, show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth. Teach me. Thou art my God and my salvation, and on thee do I wait all the day. How many know that you should pray that? Lead me into thy truth. O Lord, teach me your ways. Say, O Lord, o Lord teach me your ways. Teach me your paths. Lead me in the way of righteousness. Amen. Go to Psalm 27, verse 11. Psalm 27, verse 11. Psalm 27, verse 11. It simply says this. Teach me thy way, O Lord. Lead me in the plain path because of my enemies. How many know that? I, I don't know about you, but I don't want things to be complicated. I want things to be plain. So teach me, lead me in the plain path. Don't let it be difficult. Or I'm trying to, trying to interpret stuff. Lead me in the plain path. Amen. Um, let's go to Psalm 31. Psalm 31, verse 3. Psalm 31, verse 3. Thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. So you see here, David is crying out for the leadership of the Lord. Lead me and guide For your name's sake. So you can pray that. For your name's sake, Lord, lead me. For your namesake, for your glory, lead me. God gets glory when he leads his children. He'll lead you in the wilderness. He'll lead you through the wilderness. 
He may not always deliver you from a circumstance, from, from a situation, but he'll deliver you in the situation. Amen. Daniel, Shadrach, and Me, uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. God delivered them through or in the situation. All right, go to Psalm thirty-two, verse eight. Psalm thirty-two, verse eight. This is a good one. This is one of my favorite ones. Psalm thirty-two, verse eight. You got to say, I got it. I got it. I will instruct thee, and teach thee in the way that thou should go. I will guide you with my eye. I will instruct you, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go, and I will guide you with my eye. That's a good scripture to pray, speak. Lord, you said in your words, Psalm 32, verse 8, that you will instruct me and teach me in the way that I should go. So the way that I should go may be different than the way you should go. So he'll lead you and guide you and instruct you. So, Lord, I thank you for leading me and guiding me and instructing me in the way that I should go. And guiding me with your eye. His eye sees the after effect. His eye sees ahead. And so I thank you for guiding me with your eye. Thank you for guiding me with your eye. I praise you, God. Go to Psalm 37. Psalm 37, verse 4. Psalm 37, verse 4, King James Version. Psalm 37, verse 4, it says, Delight yourself, thyself also in the Lord, and he will what? Give you the desires of your heart. So a lot of times people think, well, I have a desire for something, and if I delight myself in the Lord, he'll go and bring that desire to pass. Wrong. Okay, so what that word delight means in the Hebrew, it means to be like putty or be like clay. It means to be teachable and flexible. So the word delight means to be teachable. So in other words, he puts his desires in our hearts. So one way, listen to this, this will help you out. One way in which he leads us is by giving us a God ambition, giving us a God desire for something. Amen. He's going to give you a God desire, a God ambition for something that is beyond you. So as you delight yourself, as you're teachable in his hands, he's going to give you a desire for something that he wants. And that desire he'll bring to pass. Amen? So he does two things. He'll give you the desire and he'll bring that desire to pass. Isn't that good news? He's really in control, right? He gives you the desire so as you spend time in his presence, as you're in his word, your desires will begin to change. And then he gives you a desire for something and he'll bring that desire to pass. That's what that means. It doesn't mean get something that you desire and he'll bring that to pass, but get something, he gets his, get his desires inside of you. Amen? All right, let's jump down. Um, this, Psalm 37 is so powerful. Um, jump down to verse 23. You're familiar with this. It says, um, Psalm 37, verse 23 simply says this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. So the Lord wants to order your steps. You know, there's a, there was a song back in the day growing up, uh, order, your, order my steps in your word, O oh Lord. Y'all know that song, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, well, I think it was that weddings and funerals. <laughs> it was all over. Order my steps, right? Um, so God will order your steps in his ways. He will order your steps. But how many know that I once heard a man of God say, 
um, but you got to do some stepping. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he ordering, but you got to do some stepping. <laughs> you got to, you know, you got to, you got to, many other plans of the man, of, of a man's heart, but it's the will of the Lord or the purpose of the Lord that will prevail. And so you got to, you got to plan some things. You got to walk towards some things. Sometimes we're sitting back waiting to hear from God when God is waiting for us to make a move so he can direct our steps. Sometimes he's not going to tell you what you should do next. He's expecting you to do something, and in the midst of that, he'll lead you. I'm waiting. Lord, should I go to school? I don't know if I should go to school. Well, go and look at some schools. Go and apply to some schools. And in the midst of that situation, he'll like, nope, not it. Yep, that's it. Yeah, go. There'll be a witness. Uh, which job should I go apply for? Just apply for any job that you qualify for. And in the midst of it, as you go for interview, nope, that's not it. Yep, that, that, that seems good to me. That, that, that's a witness with that. Uh, I don't know who I should marry. Okay, go on some godly dates. Come on, go on some godly dates and, and, and date some people. That's godly. Oh, nope, that's not it. Oh, no, no, that's definitely not it. Uh, uh, that might be it. <laughs> um, uh, Alan, Ephesians 3.20. Oh, exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask. So if you're dating somebody, for those who are single, you, if that person is exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think, that's the person for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got excited there. <laughs> so the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You got to do some stepping. Come on, you got to step. You, God leads you in the midst of situations, not by situations, but in the midst of it. You got to walk. Should I buy the house? Should the house be here or should it be there? Well, until you go and look at it and in it, you won't know whether or not this should. We are waiting to hear from something. See, we think that God's going to tell us everything. That's not walking by faith. God is not going to li- walk in my faith is, you know what? My conviction, I'm just going to go to- walk towards it. And as I walk towards it, because I'm walking with God, he'll let me know, mm, that's not it. Uh, that's it. You, you, you have to be in the mix of it. In the mix of it, God will lead you and guide you. It's not always just random where you're praying. It's in, the, it's in the complexity of life and different relationships. He'll lead you and guide you. But it's not just sitting back waiting on God or praying that he's going to tell you what to do. It's you, as you put your hands to something, right, and then he'll lead you and guide you and help you. you gotta, he'll, he'll say he'll bless the work of your hands. He'll bless the work. So you got to put your hands to something. Let, 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 me, let me put my mind to something. Let me, I, I don't know if the Lord want me to write a book or not. Well, just start writing. And let's see if there's grace. Let's see, let's see if there's, there's a leading, a leading to, to, to do that. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I should take this class. Well, God is not going to be mad if you take the class. I mean, you know, sometimes we, we, we think that God is sitting back, oh, man, you messed up the will of God. You just aborted the entire will of God because you did that class or you went that direction or you took the wrong job. So what? You took the wrong, made the wrong job. I mean, it's not like you can't quit. You live in America. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, now it's a different story. Well, I married the wrong person. I'll say, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. You married that person. Now you got to do what the word says. <laughs> That's a different story. That's why you should take your time before you get married to a person. 
Don't just rush right into it. <laughs> the Lord said, you're it. <laughs> and then you got all hell like, oh, maybe you're not it. I, I know two couples. I know two couples, two couples who got married based on they, the Lord spoke to the one individual that you are to be my wife or you to be my husband. And they got married based on that. Guess what happened? They got, both of them got divorced. So where's the Lord in it? One said the Lord said that they were dating when they were teenagers. And the Lord said that that's her husband. And they got a divorce 20 years later. So was it God? Or wasn't it God? You know what I'm saying? Like, so be careful. I, I blow people's mind all the time. The Lord never told me that Courtney was my wife. <laughs> I like what I saw. I wanted a woman who could sing. I want a woman who could support me when I became a pastor. And I just pursued her. I didn't hear a thing. Everybody, everybody, growing up, I, the Lord told me that this was my husband, or this is my wife, and I did not hear, I was, he, I was trying to hear something. <laughs> and just then, I didn't hear nothing. I'm like, God, I'm just not spiritual. Like, I'm not, I mean, these wonderful stories. <laughs> Some guy just, re, you know, recently announced that he's getting divorced. He wrote a, bo a book, Boy Meets Girl. I mean, it was a wonderful love story. <laughs> and, and then now he's getting divorced. Like, he kissed dating goodbye and Jesus goodbye. And Jesus goodbye. He renounced the faith. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I don't understand, like, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand, like, we, 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 marriage, my former pastor, Pastor Powell, he, he often says this. He says, marriage might be made in heaven, but it's worked out on earth. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, my marriage was made in heaven. You got these wonderful Christian love songs. No, no, uh-uh, no, no. Marriage is work. Marriage is W-R-R-K, work. <laughs> you get on my nerves. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> woman, Lord, this woman you gave me. No, you gave her yourself. You know, you got to work it out. <laughs> Relationships are messy, right? They're messy. And you got to work through some things. Just because it's not easy, just because it isn't comfortable or easy doesn't mean it's not God. God is working on you in Horrible situations like that. All right. Um, so the steps of good man. Let's jump down. My last scripture. This one is going to really, really, really bless you. Psalm 37. Psalm 37, verse 37. Underline that. Highlight that in your little smartphones. This KJV. Mark. Okay. He's not talking about a guy named Mark. Mark. In other words, I want you to pay attention to the perfect man. The word perfect doesn't mean perfect and sinless. It means mature. It means um, someone of, of, of season, someone who's been walked. Mark the perfect man. Mark the man that is blameless or, 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 or blameless or upright. Look at a person who lives upright. Okay, let's continue. And behold the upright. For the end of that man, of that man, is what? So if you live right and you pursue the kingdom and his righteousness, the end of your life will be peace. That word peace means shalom, nothing missing and nothing broken. So I want you to mark people who are upright and they're pursuing God. 
because the end of that person will be peace. Amen. That's good news. I lied. I got one more scripture. All right. Let's go to Isaiah 48, verse 17. Isaiah 48, verse 17. Isn't that neat? Mark the perfect man. The upright, the end of that man will be peace. Mark, um, Isaiah 48, verse 17. <clears throat> Underline this. Thus says the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which what? Teaches you to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou should go. God will lead you and guide you in the way that you should go. He'll teach you how to profit. God will teach you how to profit. Everyone say, God will teach me how to profit. He'll teach you how to profit. He'll teach you how to get out of debt. He'll teach you how to get out of sickness. He'll teach you how to get out of drama. If you have some, some kind of relationship that is to toxic, he'll lead you and guide you out of that toxic relationship or out of that environment. If you have a work environment, he'll lead you and guide you. I'm telling you, God is interested in leading us and guiding us. Say, God will lead me every single day. I'm learning to look to the Holy Spirit, to lead me, to guide me. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all give it up for the Lord Jesus Christ. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.